Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Gopijana Balabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopijana Balabha Girivaradhari Yashodhanandana Vrajajana Ranjana Yashodhanandana Vrajajana Ranjana Jamunatira Vanachari Jamunati Ravanachari Jayorada Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadar Srivasadi Gora Bhakta Vrinda Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
Jaya Jai Prabhupada 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 Jai Jai Prabhupada Jamishapat from Hansa Parijakacharya Sutta, the Sri Srimad, Bhakti Sidan, the Sarasati Thakur, Shirabopad, the Kija, Grantraj, Shimad Bhagavatam, Kijai. So we're reading from Seventh Canto. Chapter 11, The Perfect Society for Social Classes, text 25. Srinam Chapati Devanam, Tachusrushanukulata, Bandushwanu Vritishcha Nityam Tat Vratadharanam Srinam Chapati Devanam Tat Shushrushanukulata Tat Bandushwanu Vritishcha Nityam tad vratadharanam Srinam chapati devanam Tat chushrushanukulata Tat bandushvanuvratischa Nityam tad vratadharanam Srinam Chapati Devanam Tachusrushanukulata Tadvandushvanuvritischa Nityam Tadvratadharanam Srinam Chapati Devanam Tachusrushanukulata Tadvandushvanuvritischa Nityam Tadvratadharanam Matris Srinam Chapati Devanam Tachusrushanukulata Tadbandushvanuvritischa Nityam Tadvratadharanam Nityam Chapati Devanam Tachusrushanukulata Tad bandhushva anuvritishcha 
निद्रतधारण ट्रांसलेशन स्त्री नाम ऑफ विमन च Also, pati deva nam, who have accepted their husbands as worshipable, tad chushrusha, readiness to render service to her husband, anukulata, being favorably disposed towards her husband. Tad bandushu, unto the friends and relatives of the husband, anuvritti, being similarly disposed to treat them well for the satisfaction of the husband. Cha, and nityam, regularly. Tad vratadharanam. accepting the vows of the husband or acting exactly as the husband acts translation and purport by his divine grace as he bhakti vedanta swami shri prabhupada translation to render service to the husband to be always favorably disposed toward the husband to be equally well disposed toward the husband's relatives and friends and to follow the vows of the husband these are the four principles to be followed by women described as chaste purport it is very important for peaceful householder life that a woman follows the vow of her husband any disagreement with the husband's vow will disrupt family life in this regard chanakya pandit gives a very valuable instruction dampatyo kalaho nasti tatra shri swayam agata When there is when there are no fights between husband and wife the goddess of fortune automatically comes to the home a woman's education should be conducted along the lines indicated in this verse the basic principle for a chaste woman is to be always favorably disposed toward her husband in bhagavad gita chapter 1 verse 40 it is said strishus dushtashu varshneya jayate varnashankara If the women are polluted there will be varna shankara population in modern terms the varna shankara are the hippies who do not follow the very any regulative injunctions another explanation is that when the population is varna shankara no one can know who is on what platform the varna ashram system scientifically divides society into four varnas and four ashramas but in varna shankara society there are no such distinctions and no one can know who is who in such a society no one can distinguish between a brahmana a kshatriya a vaishya and a shudra for peace and happiness in the material world the varna ashram situation uh, institution must be introduced the symptoms of one's activities must be defined and one must be educated accordingly 
then spiritual advancement will automatically be possible. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasadi Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So we are reading the verse 25. It's, um, it's a continuation of the... Uh, so these five chapters, from chapter 11 onwards, and they talk about Varnashram and the glorifying Varnashram Dharma, and uh, as Prabhu explained yesterday in the class. And uh, we have the five verses, which is from 25 to 29, which is going to discuss about the duties of a chaste wife. And... Uh, It's interesting because we can see in the modern society, actually we, you know, for our Western outreach, um, there has been times when, you know, when we're reading together and uh, we're, when we're reading these books together, Prabhupada books together with some of the new people and we ask them, if you heard the word chastity before? <laughs> they have no clue. Uh, a lot of times. And um, it's, it's not a word that we would commonly use uh, in modern society and uh, is obviously not the principles that we would commonly follow either. <clears throat> and uh, so the dictionary definition of the, of the word chastity is someone who doesn't have extramarital affairs but actually chastity is more than just that. And um, here in the Bhagavatam it's explained the principles so over the next five verses it's explaining the, the the duties of a chaste wife. And uh, the four principles that are introduced or explained here are for, the, for, the, for a wife is to render service to the husband, to be always favorably disposed toward the husband, to be equally well disposed toward the husband's relatives and friends, and to follow the vows of the husband. So now that can look quite um, difficult sometimes because then where do we find these qualified husbands, you know? That, that would really uh, not demand but command such uh, service. So we can see in India, we still have the remnants of that Vedic culture where the males may be qualified uh, somewhat, but that's, that's just a remnant of the culture that's left and it's r diminishing pretty fast. And uh, there may be small patches of this culture found in places outside of India, uh, but for the majority, uh, most of the people, they're just living by what makes them feel good. Yeah? So there's no real um, obligation, there's no real commitment uh, or chastity of any kind. It's also interesting because now we live in the times when the men and the, and the, and the women, and they have had so many relationships before they actually come to committing one relationship. 
uh, having a marriage. It's um, it's that having gone through so much of different uh, relationships, it's it's very hard for them to actually commit to any one relationship, and um, it's of course very difficult for them to be really chased in that relationship. And so people actually coming up with all kinds of the most bizarre ways of having relationships. Uh, <clears throat> so here Prabhupada explains in the purport that it's very important for peaceful householder life that a woman follows the vow of her husband. So what's that vow of the husband? Well, that's the vow of the initiation um, that the husband takes. And in that way, the husband is following the guru and the instructions of the guru and the, and the vows that are taken. Uh, the guru is following Krishna. And um, according to Bhagavatam, it's the woman or the wife is following the husband. So when these vows are followed, uh, then this life, that's a life in mode of goodness. And uh, in that way, guru is pleased, in the way Krishna is pleased. And then there is a peaceful circumstance. And, uh, but when these vows are not followed, well then the situation is very much in mode of passion. And so therefore naturally there is fight. There is no real, the, there is no peaceful household life anymore. <clears throat> so we know the pastime of, uh, of Lord Ram when uh, Marichi wanted to you know, uh, Ramana had the whole plan of kidnapping Sita, and uh, and when the Ram had gone to the forest, and Mariji, in the voice of Lord Ram, called out for Sita and Lakshman help. And at that point, Sita heard the voice, and and she said she asked Lakshman to go and help Lord Ram, and Lakshman knew that Lord Ram can never be in difficulty because he's a He's the most expert warrior. And so he was, not, he was not at all disturbed and he was doing his duty of looking after Sita, as Lord Ram has instructed. But then Mother Sita got very upset and he said that, no, you are not going to protect Lord Ram because, of course, because you are lazy and because you wanted to enjoy me. And then at that point, Lakshman had to live without his will. And he did a little, he, did, he, 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 he created like a, a protective line that Sita should not cross and for as long as she remains within that circle, uh, she will be protected. And uh, anyway, Ravana had her tri his tricks and she tricked Sita. But that protective circle is like for us, our vows to our spiritual master and uh, the instructions of the spiritual masters that we try to follow. And in that way, um, our life remains peaceful, but as soon as we cross that line, then there is a chaos. So, um, so here Prabhupada explains that, that when there are no fights between husband and wife, the goddess of fortune automatically comes to the home, because naturally Krishna is pleased with such a family life, and so naturally goddess of fortune resides there. As I remember from my own experience, in my whole life, as a, as a growing up as a, as a child and even as a teenager, I practically hardly remember my parents ever fight. So there was, there was never an um, argument 
at least in front of the children. So me and my brother, we never really s remembered seeing our children angry at each other. The only time we remember that, that something has gone wrong is when they're not talking to each other. And, uh, but there's no real fight or like shouting or, but <clears throat> yeah. So, so because of that, we, can, we could see and we could see for ourselves how the house was just so much well-maintained, you know, it, it felt like, you know, when there's a whole chaos in the world, when you come home, there's peace. And we can expect that, and therefore, there's a, a sense of comfort, there's a sense of happiness when you come to this house, because there's no fights in the house. We would talk about situations when the things are going um, out of, um, sort of, out of balance, and uh, we would talk our way out of it, we would we'd discuss the situation, etc., but there's no fight. And so then that way, um, it's very much a, a house or a household in mode of goodness. And that's very pleasant for Krishna to come, for the goddess of fortune to come, and, um, and everyone can live very happily in that way. Um, so here, you know, here in this, in this translation and, and next four or five verses, where it's explained a lot of uh, principles for, um, for a chaste wife and... Um, and it might, it might feel that, you know, there's a lot of rules, there's a lot of regulations. But actually, these rules and regulations are not just for wife, they're there for husband too. Uh, there is uh, also regulations for the, in the yesterday's verse, Prabhu explained about how the regulations for the Shudras, and for the Brahmanas, and for Kshatriyas, and Vaishyas. So the regulations for everyone, and all these regulations, all these rules, um, are established, so we can have a happy and peaceful life and um, in this material world and of course have the, have the bandwidth to be able to transcend this world. So have the bandwidth to be able to think about what's higher, what's more important. So otherwise we just get caught up in, um, in what's less important and uh, just fighting over something that's trivial. So, also it's important to understand that all these regulations explained here, actually just a few verses later, um, it explains that all these regulations for a chaste wife uh, of following the husband is, or is, is to the husband who is not fallen. You know, so in other words, everyone has to follow a leader. Everyone has to follow someone. So as long as that leader is not fallen, one can follow. So there is nothing wrong in it. Um, and so Prabhupada is explaining that that um, a woman's education should be conducted along the lines indicated in this verse. Um, so we can see that there is the Varnashram system or with the ashramas where boys from the age of five would go and live in the Gurukul under the guidance of the Guru and Guru Mata and they would follow the instructions of the Guru, do menial services for him and learn um, all kinds of education from them. And, um, and the training will continue for next 20 years, at least 20-25 years before um, the person uh, chooses to get married or if he gets, chooses to get married. So the training in the beginning 
a few years is very crucial, very important for him to then lead next life or next part of his life, of uh, householder life, and etc. And uh, here Prabhupada explains that for, the, for, for, for a woman, it's, uh, it's a different kind of training. And the training is, is, is in, in training, in, um, serving, and in training how to look after the family. And that's, that's very important too, because we recognize that, that there is difference in, in, the, in the physiological and psychological makeup of a, of a body of a man and the body of a woman. And so therefore there are different kinds of training that are given which are necessary for and suitable for that particular is, uh, body. And uh, we all have, in family, everyone has their own unique roles. And so Vedic society and the culture acknowledged and, uh, and give uh, their own particular recommendations that would be unique to them. Um, so this, kind of, this, this chaste lifestyle produces good progeny um, because we understand that the, the consciousness of the male and the consciousness of the female when they united attracts a certain kind of child uh, in the family and, uh, and when, when, the, when they both are living a sacred lifestyle, when they both are living pious lifestyle and when there is an atmosphere, atmosphere of goodness then naturally the child who is attracted or the soul that's attracted to that family is also in mode of goodness and in that way one has the opportunity to rise um, a more qualified population upcoming population for the future um, the the social research says that most of the children born these days are after friday nights so that's doesn't surprise why there's so much of chaos in society. Um, <clears throat> and um, so, so there's no, in, in Vedic society, there's, no, there's nothing whimsical, you know. Um, there is uh, there's, uh, this preparation of the consciousness. And so here Prabhupada also explains that um, quoting the chapter, first chapter, the 40th verse, where he says that if women are polluted, then there will be Varna Shankara population. So, and then we can see, you know, because we were, we've been traveling a bit uh, during marathon, and we saw so many children um, roaming around in the street and completely clueless as to what, is, what they should be doing, you know, in the countryside. And uh, we see them in city also so much. And um, we see also the parents who are completely clueless. And, um, and so many times, so I, I, I try to stop, sometimes we try to stop people on the streets and, and they're fighting on the street in front of children. The children are small and, and you know, it's like they have no clue, you know, like how to have a, a proper family life and how, you know, what's good for the children, what's not. So. Because of that, the children who are coming along is also very uh, confused and, uh, and they really don't know whom to look up to and whom to go to when they are confused and when, 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 when they have questions. 
So naturally, their questions are resolved um, through their friends and through intoxications and through movies, and and often it doesn't lead to no good, it doesn't lead to any good, um, <clears throat> and so there's a lot of chaos. So it's it's in our favor um, that we follow these uh, scriptural injunctions of following the injunctions as recommended for the women, for the men, for different varnas, for different ashramas. Because when we follow all these instructions, then everything becomes more peaceful, as Prabhupada is explaining here. The, everything becomes quite... Uh, then there's happiness. And so Prabhupada is saying, for peace and happiness in the material world, the varnasham institution must be introduced. The symptom of one's activities must be defined, and one must be educated accordingly then spiritual advancement will automatically be possible. So, we can see how uh, um, when, uh, when there's, when there's, uh, when there's uh, uh, a peaceful household and when the children are peaceful, then we have the time and the opportunity to really think about what's our nature. Also, through astrology, a lot of time parents try and help the children find out what the nature is and accordingly engage them in, um, in activities that are going to be natural for them, for natural for the children. And uh, <clears throat> a lot of times the modern education is all about comparison. So we often end up taking on the subjects or the careers which are not actually in our nature. We just do that because that's what's going to make the most money or that's what's considered reputable. But then very soon the children find out that that's not their nature and they drop out and then they do another course and then they drop out and they do another course and they can never really figure out. And then they keep changing the subjects from one to another and it's a radical change, you know, from one subject to another. It's got nothing to do with them. And um, they're just constantly jumping around because they can't really find what's natural for them, what's what's their true nature, what's their dharma. And um, so, yeah, the Vedic, there's a Vedic system uh, and, and finding out what our nature is, even material nature. And uh, when we find out that and when, when we work with that, then our mind becomes peaceful. And uh, even though we, we may not be making a lot of money, even though it might not earn us a lot of fame, um, we become peaceful and we somewhat become happily situated in our life. And then it becomes easier <clears throat> to think about something higher. Um, I, know, I, I, I know I was speaking to my father and, um, and uh, he was mentioning about, you know, he, he, he got some award for working in the same company and doing the same role for 35 years. And, um, and I was, uh, you know, and we were having a chat and I was talking to him that this is completely, this is very unusual for the times that we live in. To do the same role in the same company for 35 years, it's, it's something is beyond imagination for the youth of today. <clears throat> Where they change roles every year and they change companies every one or two years. Um, and my father's, and so I was asking my father, like, why, why would you do this, you know? Why, why did you decide to just keep doing the same thing for so long? Did you not feel like having a change? And uh, it was interesting, my father's reply was very quite, 
interesting and and deep i felt uh, he's saying he was saying that well this is this is natural for me i work uh, and 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 i like the work and i'm good at it but after having done it for a certain amount of time i don't have to worry about it too much i just do it very easily and naturally and in that way i'm peaceful so then i can focus on things that are more important for me um which are his spiritual activities and his chanting and his preaching and how he's thinking about how he can expand his service and uh, so on and so forth so it really shows how um, when the material situations are peaceful then we can focus on our spiritual life more and so therefore prabhupada is explaining here how um, when we have a when we have a proper in the last in the very last line of the purport where prabhupada says that the symptoms of one's activities must be defined and one must be educated accordingly um so understanding our nature and uh, and really going through a proper education and training based on their natures then prabhupada says at the end then spiritual advancement will automatically be possible so um in yesterday's class prabhupada explained very well how prabhupada didn't uh, have the time and opportunity to establish varnashram dharma because the priority was establishing krishna consciousness but that was his desire and that was the rest of the 50% of his work of establishing the varnashram dharma but the more we work with it or the more we we try to work with it um the it's e- it becomes easy to practice our spiritual life it becomes easy to practice krishna consciousness um so and I, yes i was i was just thinking of this last point that um to discuss was about because it talks about the chastity um and uh, in vedic society the men are trained into the brahmacharya from very young age and they have gone through the whole training and education and the women are trained from very young age and they have proper education but now that we sort of come from a um, um, backgrounds which where we didn't have so much of training and education for most of us and uh, so then how do we follow some of these principles in our own life uh, and uh, although it's very difficult one thing is one thing that we definitely have to do is that we need to learn to be able to tolerate our our own desires and tolerate the other person in the family life because although the wife is supposed to follow the husband or if the husband is supposed according to the bhagavatam which is repeating the words of the bhagavatam and um, and the husband is supposed to follow the instructions of the guru none of them are easy because uh, our our own conditioning is just very strong from last 15 20 30 years of pre krishna conscious lifestyles so we have to tolerate that conditioning and at least in intellectually we have to we have to understand and 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 use the intelligence and understand that what is good for us uh, on a longer term and so um tolerate some inconvenience and um prabhupada established the ashram system where for those who have the opportunity should take the 
opportunity and uh, and get some training so is a brahmacharya training a brahmacharini training even if it is done for a few years or one or two years um, the results are very very amazing and um, one actually um, learns the proper way of of having guru and krishna in the center of one's life and um, in that way it becomes somewhat easy to practice the spiritual life in the household uh, life and uh, and yeah one has to one has to if, if even if one hasn't had that formal training in the in the brahmacharya brahmacharini ashram one should still try as much as possible to keep the instructions of guru and krishna in the center and uh, and follow the vows that we have taken to the best of our ability and in that way it will become easy for us to um, follow these principles that are otherwise very very hard to understand or to follow a lot of time when um, when people are not devotees and when they read something like this then it feels very uh, what do you call uh, very restricting but actually devotees understand that these are the regulative principles of freedom actually that this regulations would actually help us transcend the material conditioning and it will help us easily come to spiritual platform so i'll finish with that and see if anyone has any questions or comments or corrections yes bro um. <coughs> what do you think about the idea of um Um, or, or the sequence within which the Varnashram principles, or in this case the Varna principles, right? next chapter's Ashram, this one's Varna, um, before Prabhupada gets to Varna, he talks about the 30 qualities that an individual has to cultivate. And so uh, it appears that they come before the Varnashram designation. In other words, they've got to be human beings first. Right? <clears throat> um, and so, so, and so the, the notion of Varnashram is predicated by qualified people rather than Varnashram and then we'll get qualified people. Is that yep. yeah. reasonable? Yeah. Because, you know, we say sometimes, oh, if we have Varnashram, then everything will be fantastic. Right? But... Uh, at least according to that sequence, we won't have an ashram until we've got people, human we'll beings. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just dealing with a bunch of animals, hmm. right? Yeah. And so, <clears throat> and in that regard, you know, this advice is quite reasonable that the women match the men. And we know that's pretty much uh, axiomatic 
Right? When there's a mismatch between the men and the women, we have chaos. What is it? Uh, every week in Australia, a woman is killed by her spouse. Did you know that? Pretty heavy. Heavy statistic. Huh? That's right. And uh, you, we could assume that's a mismatch. <laughs> right. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, sometimes the vows of the husband may not be very elevated. Right? Or, or, or you know, the inclination. Not everybody is chanting 16 rounds and following the rules and regulations. And even, actually it's interesting, even in a, 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 even in a society like ours, where devotees have high aspirations, they still fight. Because right? there's, you know, there's this, there's this struggle between the lower and the higher self in all individuals, pretty much. Uh, which is interesting because that's why that you know those thirty qualities. If we're, if we have those cultivated, right, then um, life is a bit easier to live. Mm. But still, again, the principle of a wife matching a husband still is valid, because we even see it sometimes in. We have a situation where the wife is enthusiastic about um, regulated devotional practice, right? but the husband's not, and it creates stress in the family, or vice versa, the husband is keen to practice um, bhakti, you know, the the uh, rules and regulations of, of bhakti, but the wife is not, and that creates tension in the family. Right? And then, you know, we get people ringing us up and saying, why do you, why do you hurry Krishna's break up families? Right? Well, we don't, actually. <laughs> That's not out. We don't set out to. <laughs> right? Okay, we're going to break up this family now. <laughs> we don't. Huh? But it, it's interesting, isn't it, where we see a match, a good match between a boy and a girl or a, a husband and a wife, then we get a um, good devotees usually. Huh? So... Is it, uh, so my question is, is it true that Varnashram will make it easier for us to practice spiritual life? Or is it spiritual practice will make it easier for us to perform, to, 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 to um, implement, effectively implement um, Varna? an ashram structured ordered society hmm. what do you think uh, <clears throat> I, I can just share my understanding and I would like you to answer the question <laughs> but um, my understanding is um, and and that's 
the reason why Prabhupada established Krishna consciousness first is because by Krishna consciousness all the qualities are uh, manifest in a person mm -hmm. and uh, so therefore for us who, who didn't have that fortune or the opportunity to have the training and education and, and that cultivation from childhood uh, then at certain age now we just practice Krishna consciousness and, and, and hope that all the qualities will manifest in due course of our practice but for those who have that opportunity they can get the training from the childhood and uh, and can cultivate those qualities based on the natures and then that can help with the varnashram system but for us we can cultivate the qualities first and and uh, as we start acting according to our natures that would bring about the varnashram so Is that spiritual life first. first yeah, yeah I think that's, that's for us yeah but so then the, the, so the, but then the, the statement varnashrama will make spiritual life easier is that true or not what do you think this qualities uh, my understanding is these qualities are referred to varnashram dharma qualities of the that belonging to the varnashram dharma like when someone is very courageous and, and someone is who is uh, who who likes to sort of take the administrative roles and then we we refer to that as kshatriya qualities uh, so <clears throat> um, as we practice krishna consciousness more i think our natures sort of become refined a little bit better the conditioning goes away and what's natural to us comes out more uh, clearly and uh, without that exploitative nature and so in that way the varnasham qualities are coming out so in that way and and the more those qualities come out then that makes it easy for us to practice krishna consciousness so it's, it's kind of like supporting so each other so they may be mutually supportive yeah not supporting each other yeah. not uh yeah not one without other yeah, it's interesting that the first qualification is satyam, right? Truthfulness. And it's the quality that's emphasized by, for the sudras. And not stealing, right? Prabhupada mentions in that purport. And the, and the Bhagavatam... Okay. That's uh, all right. I'm just wondering... <laughs> uh, um, yeah, for the sutras, Prabhupada, uh, and the, the, the verse emphasizes truthfulness and not stealing. <laughs> right. Which are like fairly basic qualities that you would expect in all and everyone, right? Um, hmm. yep. So, Varnashram supports spiritual life, spiritual life supports Varnashram, but more important is spiritual life because otherwise, no, without the good qualifications, you may not be, you can't even be a Sudra. Even so, even I notice in Krishna consciousness, we have a lot of devotees, but uh, they still can't tell the truth. Have you noticed that? They still tell lies. Huh? 
You know that they've done something. You ask them whether they've done it. They say, no, I didn't do it. And we're supposed to be brahmanas. Huh? We can't even get to the level of sudras. You also mentioned about astrology. Don't we have any free will? Because you know, when you're talking, you're saying you know, astrology takes. Um, if it is astrology, it becomes a fatalistic society. Becomes fatalistic society. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, Krishna has given us a free choice. So don't we take? Uh, when I was when I was referring to that, I was referring to more in the sense of uh, there are there are families that I know who who did refer to the astrologer to find out what the nature of the child is. So what's natural for the child. And in that way, it just becomes easier for parents to engage the children according to the natures. So it's, it's not, of course, the children will study other subjects and do other things also. But uh, when, they, when they're exposed more um, on the subjects which are natural for them, then it becomes more fun, it becomes more easy for them. And, uh, and they grow more in that because they get that opportunity from the very young age. But, of course, the parents are not going to shut off all the other subjects, you know, so it's not fatalistic in that sense. Just because we have an understanding or an appreciation of a person's nature doesn't mean that they've lost their choice or their free will. Yes. Right? So the notion of free will and, uh, and um, prescription, if you like, can have to be balanced because they, they're not mutually exclusive. Um, you know, if you're born as a man, well, generally speaking, you've, <laughs> you know, life is determined in a particular way, right? Uh, but you've still got free will to behave. So karma is such that y you'll have a certain amount of parameters defined for you due to, due to your past actions. but you've still got choice and you still have so-called free will. Mm. Huh? So just because, yeah, and, and my mum was like that too, you know, she she didn't like astrology, you know, because it was like, <gasps> oh no, you mean, and that's basically a misunderstanding. Astrology is an, in, is an indication. It's a, it's a, it's a measurement. It's a bit like, you know, when you go to a tailor, the tailor measures you first before he makes you clothes. <laughs> Otherwise, they're not going to fit very well. <laughs> right. So, similarly, if we, if we want to outfit or equip a child for 
their future um, happiness, or not, not so much happiness, but you know their future um, engagements practically, then we 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 the the astrological system is kind of that measuring of the qualities and characteristics of a person and that's where astrology that's its strength is that we can look at a we can by identifying a person's place and time of birth the 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 positioning of all of the stars and planets give us a good indication of the qualities and characteristics of the individual so we cut their cloth accordingly <laughs> but we you know maybe not such a good example but ordinarily we can't change a man into a woman and a woman into a man or only in extreme circumstances would we do such a thing, right? It's an emergency because things are not fitting properly. Yeah. Mm. Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you for the wonderful class. Prabhu, you mentioned about chastity and purity. So I'd like to ask, where, where is the importance of chastity in uh, devotional service? Because you see in Srimad Bhagavatam, Sati, she was a very chaste wife. And she was the Sati in the fourth canto. Um, she was a chaste wife to Lord Shiva, but uh, she was neither protected by her husband or by her father, Daksha Prajapati, who took care of everyone, but he didn't take care of his own daughter who was like the pet among his, amongst his daughters. So why didn't he protect his daughter? Hmm. So Sati was a chaste wife to Lord Shiva, but we read in the fourth canto that she was not protected by Lord Shiva or by Daksha, his father, uh, although his father regarded her as pet child. So even though she was chaste, why was she not protected? Um, so sh she was a chaste wife, but we read in the fourth canto in the, as, as the pastime goes how uh, she wanted to go and attend the, the particular ceremony where all his family members were going and um, even the Lord Shiva told her that, look, it's not a good idea for you to go because there won't be any respect for me and, uh, and, and therefore there will not be any respect for you either. And so it's better for you not to go. But because she was so attracted by the glamour of the whole activity that's going to take place and her desire to really go and take, participate in that, um, she went there regardless, ignoring the advice and instruction of her husband. And that led to all the misfortune. And um, and we we can learn we can learn from it when 
even though we may be chased in to our spiritual master or or um, to our mentor or our leader when we uh, try and excuse ourselves of what is recommended to us then it can lead to trouble even though we may be very good devotees even though we may be very chaste wife um, it can still lead to problem so therefore it's recommended that one follows the instructions and the guidance Yeah. Well, Shiva wasn't going to tie her up. No. <laughs> that is she free had will. her free will, <laughs> and he let her go. Yeah. But he knew the consequences. Yeah. He knew the consequences, but she was too enamoured by the um, what is it? Society, friendship, and love. Prabhupada says. Yeah, good question. But, you know. And so in that sense, she wasn't that chaste. Because <laughs> she didn't follow the vow of her husband. Right? Realistically. Yeah. She's known as being chaste, but, and she is, on one level, but on another level got distracted by external um, affairs. Hmm. And so didn't follow the vow of her husband and look at the consequences, which is further, it supports this. It doesn't, contra it doesn't contradict, it actually supports what's being said here. Yeah. Right, Shibya? Yeah. And, and so Shiva was a qualified husband, right? He was a qualified husband, but she didn't follow his instructions. And um, later on Prabhupada says, you know, a Wife doesn't have to follow an a, a, a unqualified husband, and a mm. husband doesn't have to can can reject an unqualified wife. A few verses later, not get married again, mm. by, by the way. But he does make the point that um, qualification is important. Mm. Okay. Thank you very much. Grant Raj Shumat Bhagavatam Ki Jai Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai.